On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, Ace, Jake, and with the late hot tag, Ron, get together to discuss Black Wednesday, one of the biggest layoffs in WWE history. Also, Ron and Jake continue their ever-going quest to get Ace to watch YouTube videos about wrestling. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, episode number 63 we're here it's good to be back everybody uh another week has come and gone of wrestling and we are uh we are reacting that is what we do here on the quick pop podcast we take what happens and we go oh that's neat um i am joined by my ever-present constant most of the time uh co-host uh dj jazzy jake huh that's neat. Huh. That's neat. That's a bit. That, that's what we do here, everybody. That's all I'm, this is. If you tuned in thinking that there's a visual component or interesting things, nope. Apparently, Ace just thinks all we do is say, huh, that's neat. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's not get hostile, but at the same time, let's think about it. Something happens and we go, ah. Oh. And then I there's like, and then there's I would chaos. I like believe that we're a little bit more entertaining than "Huh, that's neat," but that's just me. Well, I mean, yeah, that is just you. Um, and also, hey, also this week we're not saying "Huh, that's neat." We're saying "Ooh, that's not ooh, a good look." That's not so neat. That's not so neat. <laughs> that's not. That's so the neat. opposite of neat. That, that's not as near, nowhere near as neat. Uh, that, that's very messy. Oh Lord, no! Uh, man, that that took a tangent that I was not expecting. Uh, no. Welcome everybody once again to another episode. We're gonna we're gonna just let's just jump into it. Um, I mean, anyone that is a fan of this podcast or wrestling in general knows what we're about to talk about. Oh yeah, there if you're even like a wrestling ear or eye that has not read or heard about what wwe did last week yeah if you're even like remotely i don't want to say like in the business but just like in the know i guess about what's what's going on in the wrestling world um let's just say some stuff went down uh and by stuff he means a huge chunk of the wwe roster backstage booking committee writing room cameramen janitors uh the guy that just like hands out paper towels at catering that they're like oh is that jimmy yeah i guess that's his name i don't even know who he is yeah they gone yeah uh i i mean like whew, like metric ton uh just gone for those of you who don't know in the more official statement uh everyone knows that like every uh, every post WrestleMania, there's uh, there's some there's layoffs, and it's it's never fun because it's very much like you know, hey, we made it through another year, and you were useless. Because um, yeah, you never I mean, want to look at it like that. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the uh, Ruthless Aggression documentary episode two, that's mainly focused on John Cena, even talks about it was coming up on WrestleMania season uh, before he started doing the Doctor Thugonomics thing. And he was on the chopping block. Like he thought he, uh, before he uh, started doing that gimmick, he thought he was going to get laid off right after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So 
it, it's definitely one of those things where it happened. Yes, Ron, they got rid of little Jimmy. Actually, no, technically speaking, they did not get rid of little Jimmy. You, uh, an argument can be made that technically speaking, they did not get rid of little Jimmy. Little Jimmy's contract, I, I know this for a fact, his contract is intertwined with R-Truth's. So until you see R-Truth gone, Little Jimmy is still a, st a stable of world championship wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he may not be there every week, but he's still in some regard on the payroll. Um, thanks true. for everybody. And thanks everybody else for joining us this evening. Uh, so yeah, there was, there's the usual layoffs that always happen, uh, post WrestleMania, which we all come to expect and nobody likes it, but it's just, it's one of those things, you know, uh, I mean, other sports teams do it. So it's not like totally out of the realm of like possibility of happening. Um, so it's one of those things of like, oh, here we go. You know, here's the layoffs and stuff like that this year. I don't even know if just the layoffs is a strong enough term. This was like a mass exodus of people. Yeah. Uh, um, just before we go any further, uh, I do not have a full list of names in front of me, but just to give people ideas, um, one of the writers that did the uh, Otis and Mandy Dolph Ziggler storyline leading into Mania, gone. Um, people uh, like head of... Uh, Heads of uh, match development and match producers, such as uh, Shane Helms, uh, Fit Finley. Uh, I know I'm going to forget some names, but a lot of them are gone. Um, most noticeable uh, talent would probably so, be Rusev. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a couple here. So obviously, like you just said, uh, Rusev. Uh, I think you mentioned Kurt Angle. Already? Well, I did not, but he was one of the ones I was uh, referring to when I said producers and uh, in the back mm -hmm. uh, back talent. So we got we got Rusev, we got Kurt Angle, uh, Zach Ryder, which was really up. You know, I was a little upset about that because I just had a prediction on like uh, what WWE would be able to do going forward with Bray, uh, yeah. Eric, Eric Rowan, which is uh, I'm a little concerned about that one just because now with a recent AEW pop up, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, now it's just a shoe win that he's gonna." Let's not get into that. Uh, but Eric Rowan. Now, as you said, the strangest one was uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. So, um, um, really quickly, I'm gonna go through my thought process based off of when I was getting the information. So when I did, first, I was about to say, did you want me to go through the list and then we can pick at the ones that were like, oh, a big sorry, deal? I thought you were done with your list. Yeah, no, no, no. If you have a whole list, well, no, 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 no. I've got, the, no, yeah, everyone know. I've got the whole list now this next. So like I was saying, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and there's a lot we're going to say on that because another wrestler also made some comments on that that were pretty impactful. Uh, but another one that was interesting was Sarah Logan, although I have yeah. heard that there is some some rumor mills that there is a large portion of uh the locker room that is uh pushing back on that now i'm sure there's a lot that they're really wanting to push back on but apparently sarah logan is getting some like bring her back uh momentum so well also i have heard that apparently no one has the list of where it is split but some of these people were laid off and some of and them were furloughed furloughed for yeah. anyone that doesn't know what that means a layoff is basically where a job says we have no more work for you uh it's basically you're basically fired yeah a it's furlough is basically hey we don't have any work for you right now 
but if you sit go sit at home we'll call you in two three you know I, they give you a time frame like yeah let's it's just say three months furloughed is we're letting you go we but we don't want to let you go so like sit there and we'll bring you back yes exactly um anyway uh so we got ec3 which was interesting because he was one of the ones that were no offense to him whatsoever um i kind of saw him going post mania regardless of everything happening uh well yeah like there's some of these and like you said it's no offense to the talent but you hadn't seen them on tv in so long that you assumed they were going to let them go you know they were going to let them go move on to wherever that will be for them mm -hmm. uh drake maverick got uh released that dude that his one video hit, was his video yeah was that one that one hit me um yeah because like i've always like picked on drake maverick that one hit me uh kurt hawkins which you know if Ryder goes then hawkins is probably right behind him honestly no offense to him um mike and maria canellas yeah i mean it they were cool but they didn't really have a lot uh to be used for and i think it was back uh in october that Mike was already trying to like ask for his release. Uh, that is correct. I, I have more information, but I'm gonna let you get through the list there. Um, Keith Slater, which now uh, we can never have the return of three MB. Uh, oh no, no! Everyone already knows what's gonna happen. He's gonna go overseas or to some indie uh, federation, get jacked to the gills, uh, win a championship <laughs> in like Ring of Honor or and then come back or something. And come back and win a world title. Nice. I'd be fine with that. No way, Jose. I mean, that's exactly what every other member of 3MV did. Right. Uh, no way, Jose. God bless him. Again, he was another one of those where it's like, yeah, kind of like, I was sad for everybody that got released, basically just because of the, the enormity of everything. Uh, but I wasn't shocked that he was released. If that makes any sense. Uh, agreed. Another one that surprised me surprised me was uh, Diana Pereza from NXT. Yes, a lot of a lot of new, like really new faces they dropped in NXT, and I was like, I thought that was the point of NXT that like it didn't have a lot of, like it didn't need a lot to keep going. I guess is what I would say. Agreed. Um, Eric Young got dropped. Leo Rush got dropped. Um, I know he was. I know he was doing some things down uh, in NXT. Because he had gotten like the uh, cruiserweight title, um, so he was doing some things down there. Primo and yeah. Epico, once again, bless their heart, they hadn't really done anything. Uh, like you said, Diana Perrazzo, um, Dan Matha, MJ Jenkins. Uh, there's Alyssa Moreno, Alexander Jasic, and then we've got a lot of producers like Fit Finley, uh, Shane Helm, Philly Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck. John Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, and Lance Storm. Uh, a couple coaches. Uh, Aiden English got dropped. That's that's a little saddening, but I mean, uh, certain announcers here and there are you know really easy to yeah, yeah really easy to fall out. Uh, now Mike Kyoto being dropped that is a big deal in my mind. Uh, and then a couple creative people and stuff like that. So. Long story short, there was a large, large, like, I mean, I didn't even go, when I started to get to the producers, I was, like, streamlining 
but man, there is there is uh there is a ton, 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 ton of people. Um but let's let's jump into that real quick because I don't want to make this episode all about like the downer that is everybody leaving. Because I'll say this, uh, with everybody leaving like this and all that jazz and so on and such forth, um gosh, like there has been a enormous, enormous backlash. Can we just say that? Um, in the in the wrestling community. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Like a absolutely enormous uh, and backlash. I don't think it is unjustified. I do not. Um, I will say this. Uh, like I was gonna say earlier. Uh, <clears throat> so <clears throat> my reaction as it was coming out was first i just heard kurt angle and a few other names and then the names just started growing and growing Mm -hmm. and my initial reaction was okay oh we lost the call one moment all right we lost the call for a moment um okay no, that's fine. Um, anyway, but uh, as I was saying, was like we, uh, uh, you know, all those names just started flooding out, and this is the layoff time that they normally, unfortunately, do the layoffs after Mania season. But yeah. this seemed more. Um, but the XFL also just declared bankruptcy, and the last time the XFL was a thing and they declared bankruptcy, there was a lot of layoffs. So uh, uh, initially, I was just thinking. They're losing money because of the coronavirus, and they're losing money because from the XFL. It, it's it's horrible, but this is what it, it is the cost of business, you know. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes to keep things afloat, you have to cut things here, there, and there, and like it just happened to be the perfect storm of Corona and the XFL. Yeah, I mean, it was it it's it's bad because of the fact that like I don't know, uh. They, it it's. I'm I'm stuttering because I don't know how to to start this sentence. Because yes, uh, this isn't new. This isn't strange that it happened. It is a little. There was a little bit of a, a uh, why didn't WWE say anything when they were talking about like the twenty three percent or whatever that uh, that WWE owned in the NX or the XFL. I almost called it the NXFL. Uh, yeah, but. The th- my my only approach to that with the whole like oh they owned how much of it and so on and such forth, um, is why are we shocked? It was started by Vince McMahon. He was bringing it back, so it's not really like a shock to me that WWE had a like a large portion of it. If that makes any sense, like like is is it bad that they just didn't say anything about it and then now they're saying anything about because they're like oh yeah because we're losing money on it. Yeah, but anybody that was like, wait, the WWE had a large, you know, hand in the XFL? Yeah. Well, see, that brings me to my second point, because that was my original feeling. Then other information started coming out where you found out, like you just said, the number, I don't think it's 20. I think it is 30 percent. WWE owned 30 percent of the XFL. Not surprising, right? And when it went bankrupt. What originally came out was Vince took that money and paid off the arenas and, uh, and the players and stuff, you know, that they weren't going to be able to use for the rest of the year. 
and that was his, you know, and like he just broke even. So like, you know, oh man, he's just losing money. But then it came out that they owe a 30% stake in it, right? Mm-hmm. And they got shareholders. So when it went bankrupt, Vince basically turned to his shareholders and said, hey, we have all these um, fees to, uh, to pay uh, the arenas and all of them. I need y'all to give me that 70%. And basically made all the shareholders pay the rest of it to the point that right now, uh, XFL shareholders are suing Vince McMahon because they bought uh, a share in the company. They didn't buy in to have to pay expenses in the company. I mean, yeah, I guess. But like, when especially when you're a brand new company, like you're buying like a part of the company, I guess is what I'd say. I mean, you are, but I, you're not buying... Um, you're not fully uh, funding it, you know? And that's the thing is when Vince claimed bankruptcy, he basically then was making the investors try to uh, fund all this uh, money that they had uh, or fund the things that they still owed money to, which in principle uh, I can see, but at the same time, that's kind of a shitty way to do business, you know? Because yeah. if, if you are uh, declaring bankruptcy, uh and you're uh, the other people that are shareholders are going to have to pay for that. Then you need to have a board meeting and have a vote on how you're going to handle this and stuff like that. He literally just decided for them that they had to pay this money. Yeah, that's definitely the screwed up part is that they, there was no like. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, like it's definitely a really screwed up way to do it. But my point is with that is so then since they only had 30% and that was a screwed up way to do it, they did not lose the amount of money. They did not lose the same amount of money this go around with XFL as they did the last time. Right. So that means the XFL hitting them. Uh, I mean, it affected the layoff some, but not a lot. Not so nearly means- as much as they're, they're making it out to be for sure. Correct. So that means it's more just on the Corona stuff. And here's my point of view. I'm going to play both sides of the aisle right now. One thing is, okay, couldn't you have at least tried to afloat some of these contracts uh, at least till it starts to break up? So when you lay off these people, they can actually go find work. Right. Instead of like, you know, 30 people. All right, you're out. And then now it's like 30 people all competing with the other 29. Correct. And then my second thing is just from a PR standpoint, Corona just hit, everything shut down. You just declared bankruptcy in the XFL. Whether you want to say it's a different company or not, people associate Vince McMahon with that, right? Right. Because, I mean, I remember last year that was the whole thing of, oh, Vince is bringing it back. Vince is bringing it back. Yeah. So if that's associated with Vince McMahon, just from a PR standpoint, you just declared bankruptcy there. Why are you doing massive layoffs at the same time? Yeah. It is because, like, if he's all about pleasing shareholders and stockbrokers and blah, 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 dude, you just declared bankruptcy on one company and then had a massive layoff with your other. It makes your company seem unstable. Well, not so much unstable, but it makes it seem like the money, like you're bleeding money and you're trying to just throw bandages on it, you know? Yeah, so it, it makes it look like you you weird. weren't expect well, and a lot of people weren't expecting this, but you're making it look like oh, my company only has like ten dollars in the bank. 
Yes. Yes. And so the timing is weird because it makes you it just doesn't make you look good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not and, a good look. And well, given uh whenever whenever it happened, uh Wall Street actually I think there was like a rumor going around that Vince is not exactly in good graces with like the stockholders uh just because of how he did the bankruptcy and then following with the uh, massive layoffs that were in the WWE. Well, I mean, I think we can all I think we can all agree that uh Vince definitely has a tumultuous relationship when it comes to the rest of the business world. But he was good with like uh like uh, public uh, shareholding up until the point where he bank he declared bankruptcy with the XFL. Uh, agreed. As far as I know, that they're still looking for a buyer, just kind of like how I believe last year with the uh the American Football uh was it the American Football Federation the uh, yeah. yeah I know what you're but, talking you know, about uh, football league. they were looking they were looking for uh, buyers for that as well. Yeah, I remember. I remember going to one of those games because one of the teams was uh, based out of Memphis. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, everyone like, whoa! All of a sudden, uh, this is Ron. You may have seen Ron in the chat. Uh, I am Ronchi. He apparently Hi. is home for reasons, which we'll get into later. Um, <laughs> we can get into it now. Well, I mean, no, no. We're not gonna put you on blast. I'm just happy to have you here. We can discuss it in the postcast. Um, but yeah, this is this is Ron, and he is one of the other three regulars uh, of the Quick Pop Watch podcast. You Ron with the hot tag. Yeah. No, they they brought me in. Greatest hot tag in the podcast game. Right. So, so we, hey, we, hey, we found out who the third man was. We found out who the third man was. Yes. Um. So yeah. Uh, Ron's usually always here as well, but uh, the past couple of times he's been working, so we fully didn't expect him to be here. And he messaged me mid talk. Uh, hey, can I pop in? I was like, absolutely. So I hot tagged him in. Uh, continuing with what we were talking about, though, um, all, all in all, okay, since you didn't get to say anything, and since, uh, you know, we just had the, the pretty, pretty, I, I appreciated your, your take on things, uh, Jake, um, did you have anything that you wanted to say about, like, the, the layoffs as a whole, we haven't really gone into the specifics or, you know, anything, and I don't want to make this, like I said, I don't want to make the whole podcast about it, but I just, you didn't get a chance, so I wanted to give you the chance, Ron. Was there anything you wanted to say about the layoffs as a whole? Uh, as a whole, uh, it was very unfortunate for a lot of uh, the wrestlers, the writers, the staff uh, to be let go, I guess, all of a sudden. Um, I know that there were also reports that it was a very tense um, environment after Vince McMahon had declared bankruptcy with the XFL that he was pretty much the stereotypical uh, old crumudgety uh, sort of gentleman uh, for a bit. But I think he also knew that there was going to be massive layoffs coming. And then when you got to look at it from a bigger standpoint, um, will will these uh, wrestlers, will these staff writers, um, the people that had worked for the WWE easily find a job? No, just because of the certain climate we're in. And that's kind of what makes this whole thing even worse than it what it is because we all know he was hoarding talent because of new japan because of aew that he wanted to have a monopoly on it and mm -hmm. if he was going to get rid of people this is the perfect time to do so yeah, yeah it's no one can my, uh, my viewpoint yeah. is very very boo-boo 
Oh, I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone's like happy about it. I just didn't know if you had any like feelings no, yourself on the, it. Uh, for the wrestlers and it's good for the writers because now they are free. Yeah, yeah. But that was one of the things I was also going to uh, uh, talk about. Is uh, I believe it was the Good Brothers and uh, the Canellises and one other person were people that, as Ace brought up earlier, like over a year ago was asking for releases or at least was in contract negotiations most people laid off it was it was this was towards the end of their contract or their contract was up and they basically said hey we're not going to negotiate the good brothers the canalises i can't remember the third one they were in the middle of fi a five-year contract well so uh, in fact they were at on the, yeah the, the, the good the, brothers the were the good brothers were in a five-year uh yeah, so the canalises had the Canellises had recently re-upped. I didn't know if they had like a long term. I just know they had they recently. Something like that. I believe they signed whenever it was that they signed. They signed but I also, years, like the Good Brothers. But I also and remember back in October, Mike Canellis was asking for his release. Yeah. that's. I think that's last year is when he signed because he was asking for a release and then they threw a bunch of money at him and basically said, shut up. Well, um, that, so, I mean... Uh, I don't know. Like, let me see if I can look at it. Uh... Either way, it just it feeds into the theory, and in in my opinion, it makes the theory shine as bright as truth than ever. That Vince threw money at people to get them to stay. That he had no, um, I don't want to say no idea how to use, ah, but he had no okay. intention in using them. So, uh. Mike and Maria had signed new contracts last June. Yeah. And then in October, Mike was requesting his release. Okay. But, but yeah, but either way, like Vince had these people sign long-term or threw a bunch of money at them to ha make them sign long-term contracts that he had no intention of using. He just wanted to make sure that AEW didn't get them. New Japan didn't get them. Uh, you know, insert company. He, like uh, Ron was saying, he was trying to have a monopoly on this stuff so he knew he could throw enough money at these people uh to get them to stay and then i don't care what you do with them i'm just glad that they can't go someplace else they're popular enough to where i don't want to lose them but i don't want to actually use them because eh, they're they're just eh, they're okay yeah and and like you said uh you know some of them could reasonably come back uh because we don't know the we don't know the specifics but some were officially laid off, and some were officially furloughed. Yeah. So. Uh, from everything it seems, there are certain people that it has seems that they were definitely laid off. As the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson already changed his Twitter to Machine Gun Carl Anderson, which was uh, his and, uh, thing and, over in New Japan. That's you correct. Gotta, you got to do it correctly, though. Oh, go ahead, Ron. Correctly. Go ahead, Ron. Okay. I'll let you. Take it. Machine gun. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> the machine oh, gun part was a lot more lackluster than I was expecting, but it came through. So but he, I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't do it like that well with my, my mouth. Your mouth no work good? My, my mouth organ. Your His mouth, mouth no work good. His mouth no work good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, and he's already put a video up basically like a video of like tokyo japan and stuff and listen I, the good brothers may end up in aew but in my opinion right now the only way they end up in aew 
is if they get a Moxley contract that basically yeah. says, hey, I'll show up on your show on Wednesday, but then I want to do all these dates in Japan. Which yeah. they have been doing because not only does uh, Moxley have that contract, but uh, Jericho and uh, Matt Hardy do as well. Oh, Matt Hardy did get New Japan dates. Yes. Uh, they they I... haven't announced his dates yet. Well, but obviously, he, he's able to work. Interesting. I did not know that. I want Matt Hardy and Yano so bad now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That was one of those things that once you the second you told me that I'm like, I can get Matt Hardy and Yano. Mm-hmm. Oh, life. You know, you just gave me something to look forward to in this uh, <laughs> shit show of a year. I'm, I'm Guys, glad. I was thinking of just call it just canceling the year, but you know what? I'm pressing forward. <laughs> Yano Hardy 2020. Yep. That's all I need. Oh, Yano God. Uh, when you were talking about uh, with the Good Brothers and everything. Oh, I bet. Well, there's another one we we're going to mention. Uh, when we were talking about the Good Brothers, uh, I think the thing that most made me like made it really hit for me was uh, AJ Styles reaction to it. Yes, um, yes, yes. That 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 hit different for me. That was uh, heartbreaking because it was very. You could tell it was very like someone asked him about it. Uh, I think on one of his streams, and yeah. it just you could tell like he had been looking for a way to say this away from uh from the AJ you know self. Um, and he was. Yeah. He, I think he said. Uh, it was like like he failed his little brothers, I think is the word to use. Yeah. And I think when he said that, I was just like, mm. Mm. it like hit me in the soul. Because uh, he actively said that he was, you know, trying to take care of them, trying to get them like more involved in the fact that uh, they were let go. It, it kind of hurt him in a way. And um, in that video that, you know, we had all watched, uh, he went down the list of other people um that that were released and he had a certain tone in his voice whenever he came across someone that he had worked with like say in tna and like um i think what did is that when he mentioned ec3 uh he he was so defeated in a lot in the dude's actions he just kind of took his phone and just like tossed it he was like this is my friends yeah that was that was another one that where uh, that when he was released, I I felt bad uh, that he got released. EC three. Um, I never th thought. And listen, I, I'm I'm just going to be real here. I've never been a huge EC three fan, but I can say this: I never thought he got the shot he deserved because I think they pulled him up to the main roster too fast from uh, NXT for him to become. Well, I think it was as big uh, as he could have been in NXT, and then when after they pulled him up, it's like they just pulled him up to have you know another. Oh my God, this guy's on the main roster. Who would have thought? Type guy. Well, and I they think never really knew what to do with him. I think Chris Jericho said it best that he uh, that he brought when he when he was. I think he said it on. Uh, I think it was no, it was not Chris Jarrett. Moxley said it uh, that he was Dean Ambrose at the time, and. Uh, it was Dean versus EC3, but they had EC come in as a baby face and like beat Dean super quickly. Um, 
And so there was like the huge backlash of, oh, wait, now, you know, now it's obvious what you're doing with EC3 on the, on the call up. And, uh, I mean, he had a bad rap when he first debuted anyway. Uh, I think with EC3, they never really fully utilized him the way that they should. Like, they gave him the character, but they didn't give him, like, the storyline. Yeah, like, to me, like, um, and I mean, like, the storyline was right there. Killed it. He could have killed me, it. To me, just make him Alberto Del Rio, make him JBL, make him just this rich, pompous snob that just comes around <laughs> and lets you know that he's rich and like you know just all of that stuff that like jbl and uh uh alberto del rio and all of the other characters such as that before them had done it's like that's all you really need to do with them and they just for some reason because the, some fans cheered him they're like okay he's a baby face it's like dude i'm sorry ec3 i mean he can be a baby face but his best work in tna was a heel when he was Dixie Carter's nephew, and he was just that entitled kid that was getting all these title shots and all these opportunities because of who his mommy is. And I don't get why they couldn't have done something like that. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a strange all around. Uh, so to 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 try and move on to a bright topic, because I think uh, uh, Jake had a cool topic that we could follow into. Because realistically, uh, there's a there's a WWE topic I want to hit to lift our spirits, and then there's an AEW topic I want to hit to lift my spirits. So I'm trying to get away from the somber stuff, let that knock out the front. That's fine. Let me ask uh, you this: which which one? Uh, okay, let's let's put Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson off the table. Which uh, release shocked you the most? Gallows and Anderson off. Gallows and Anderson off the table. Because I think everyone was like, wait, what? They were just in the Boneyard match. Yeah. He's Slater. Slater? Slater, mm -hmm. to me, was on bar. In all honesty, you know who? Zack Ryder. Because he was there for 12 years. Both um, those bros are lifers. Right? They yeah, he, people that you can see, like, oh, they were going to be there, like, through thick and thick. Like, he was the guy that after he lasted a decade and the back half of that decade he wasn't doing much, I'm like, they're going to keep him around, maybe move him. When I say NXT, I don't mean, like, the show. I mean, like, the performance center to help. You know, like, I thought he was going to be a trainer. Yeah, I thought he was going to transition into something like that and just stay with the company. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, Rusev, I think, is the easy one to say because of how over he was. But in all honesty, um, I we all knew his contract was coming up. And he did this uh, thing with uh, Bobby Lashley, and then you just never heard from Rusev again. And so never hearing from him after a huge storyline where they were given, like, the last segment on Raw spot and it was super over tells me that it was contract negotiation time. And him, the longer he was on TV, I was like, he's either asking for too much or WWE's trying to lowball him and he's like, screw you guys. Yeah. And so... I can't say that he was a shock because I figured he would either come back after WrestleMania and it'd be like, oh, Rusev's back, or he would be, you know, quote unquote, let go, aka they couldn't come to terms or whatever. So he didn't surprise me. I, I'd say Zack Ryder because I thought he, I thought he would transition into a trainer or something. For me, I think the one that hit the most was, uh, ironically, was uh, the ref Mike Kyoto. Um, yeah. How do you yeah. drop 
Mike Kyoto. I like I understand in the hierarchy of people I understand the hierarchy of people who are like essential to getting the job done, like refs are really low because like no offense to the refs whatsoever. I know they do an intense, amazing job every time they go out there. But at the end of the day, like you're there to, you know, count the one, two, three. If that makes any sense. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna discredit what they do, but also like from a story standpoint, they're not as needed. Well, I, guess I mean, is what from I'm saying. Story standpoint, yeah, but like refs are the generals out there. Like, oh no, like they're definitely the there. Refs are the guys reminding them of the next spots? You know. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Like absolutely, like from a behind the scenes standpoint, like they would be even above a lot of these other things. But yes. it, it's like you know, oh, we let go of the person who rings the bell. Like it, they're at that level. Is guess what I'm saying? Like when it comes to oh, the yeah. the broad picture, like if you lose a ref, it's not a big deal. So I was surprised when they let go Mike Yoda. Because I, I was like, I was wait, too. what? He, he's been a tenured employee. He's He's been there forever. Like, if that's not a guy that you don't let retire in your company, like, what the, what the, right. what the hell, man? Right. So that's I mean, why I was, that's why I was like, are, are you kidding? Like, yeah, there's another one that, that got me because of how just how been with the company and right. just how like he's an older dude too it's like you have a named that people recognize ref that alone should get you like immunity yeah. and that would be like if they laid off earl hebner like you know right? 20 years ago it would have been like whoa, 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 whoa earl's been with you since like hogan and you're telling me that 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 you're gonna lay earl hebner off like yeah he was a he was another one that it was kind of like that's just kind of low because like I said, it's an older dude. He doesn't have that much years left roughing and stuff. Mm -hmm. You could have let him, like, you know, you, yeah. you, you could have. You could have yeah. been better about that. And, and so... I know some of these guys got a severance package, and some of these severance packages may be awesome, so it may not be as bad as what we are making it out to be. But just <sighs> layoffs like, like that – it just kind of looks like a company that doesn't care about their employees. Something. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Let's just uh let's just throw out the fact that uh WWE messed up. Uh I mean, there wasn't like a perfect way to do things, but there was also a better way to do things and uh they didn't they didn't go with the better. But not from this. Well, not from this specifically, from the the uh the covid nonsense that's going on uh <laughs> i'm sorry i wanted to call it something else but i don't know if everyone would have gotten the reference um there what was it i, I want to know I wanna... uh the backstreet uh boys reunion tour oh, oh i get it yeah you got it all right cool i'm not yeah, the only one what? <laughs> <laughs> um okay i'll let you in on the show so i'm assuming you don't watch the game grumps much uh, on YouTube, I don't. Apparently I don't not. Know what you're talking about. So uh, they're they're a pretty big deal over on YouTube, but apparently on YouTube are uh, you're you're not supposed to say Corona virus. Okay. Like you, you don't want to. You're not supposed to mention it because your uh, videos will get immediately like demonetized. You won't be able to run ads on them. Uh, it's weird that they're making that like a no no thing, even though it's very obviously something to talk about. You know, in the current world climate. Um, so what they did is they called it the uh, Backstreet Boys reunion tour, re reunion tour, 
And so they would just replace any time they were trying to talk about the coronavirus with the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. And so uh, that's why I was... up a lot of steam, dude. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they'll be like, y'all stay inside and stay away from the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Don't don't think you can go out to the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Stay inside. Uh, so anyway, that's that's where that came from, and like I've been watching that a lot because you know we're all stuck inside, and well, yeah. Well, I got a question for y'all. Uh, okay. So just to like further transition to more happier thoughts. Transition away. So who are you most excited about now that they have been released from the WWE? Oh, like um, to see them in something else? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, hmm. let's throw let's throw uh, the good brothers out of it. Let's throw Rusev out of it because, dude, we we know we know Rusev. He he gonna be good. We can we know the good bro gonna be good. But yeah. Who, yeah. Ru- who other than good those good bros will be New Japan AEW. Rusev will be probably the same. Um, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Zach Ryder is going to be Ishii? Mike Kyoto. Yo. Yeah, Rusev Ishii. Rusev Ishii. <laughs> Mike Kyoto versus Tomohiro Ishii? <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, busting this down. I know we're talking. You said don't add these two. So I want so badly Rusev to go to New Japan. But everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Rusev can finally get the heavyweight title. No, no. Screw that. Give Rusev the never open weight title. And just let him and Ishii and all of those like bulls just beat the snot out of each other. Yes, yes. Like that's what I want. Kind of like how they gave Ambrose. They're like, here, uh, just don't look look at Okada, please. Um, and yeah, do the same thing with Rusev. Be like, the uh, here's the never open weight type. Because, oh, I think that that could be oh so good, oh so good. Um. But as far as <sighs> yeah, it's it's tough because he's, like we're all looking at AW. we're all looking at people who are going out, and we're not really like looking like where they're going. Yeah. Well, Zach Ryder's going to AEW. I mean, come on, he's Cody's best friend. You know, Cody's going to hire him. Yeah. Like that's going to happen. Uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, and plus, it would be so fitting to have um. What what's his name? Uh, Matt Matt Cardona, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Ryder's yeah. So Matt Cardona, uh, the, the guy who basically pioneered getting himself over on the internet, teaming yeah. up with the young bum. Oh, yeah, that is that is fantastic. I. This is what I don't want. You know, people are gonna okay. lose their mind if we're just all sitting there. And next thing we know, we hear woo woo. See, I don't want that uh, character though. Oh yeah, you don't want. See, you I, don't. I, I, I want a new character. I think he's been that character forever. I think Long Island. I see. I think he needs to try something else. Um, maybe he may not, but I. Who knows? Because just, WWE... just for that one pop, just for one pop, I would love to hear the woo, woo, woo. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if they, he, he even if the story is, and WWE didn't know what to do with it. But even I, if the story is, he transitions off of that. I would like to. I'd like that single pop. I'd like that I, quick I pop. That's all I'd like. <laughs> oh, yo, 
Oh, I see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. I, I did it. You did it. Um, so this one I don't want though out of him. I don't want him to come in and immediately like turn on Cody, and then it's like him and Cody because it's like we got that with Sean Spears, and it seems like everyone when they come in they go after. They want to fight Cody. Yeah, it's either Cody or Jericho, and so it's just like, can we just bring him in? And either he is just that or like he goes after some someone else, just someone else. Can we have just... somebody have a fight that's not just the the bosses? I have yeah. something for you. I, I have I have a hypothetical. Yep. Because okay. there was reports, uh, and I think MJF has actively talked about this on Twitter, that he is injured and in that he's been wanting to come back to wrestling. But unfortunately, and this is the first time I've ever heard him say anything like super positive saying that he misses being in the ring and misses entertaining and he's yeah. trying his absolute best to get back in the ring who mjf and, yeah MJF, not scrub like i don't know i don't know if it's like a shoot or work but this is what i want to happen mjf he posts that stuff on twitter and he comes out uh of like the the like gorilla position and you know has his has theme music going has some pyro maybe and he rolls out with wardlow mjf is in a wheelchair and that can only mean one thing after a bit like mjf is like you know i could be anyone i could be anyone in this wheelchair matt cardona comes out and <laughs> pushes, pushes mjf off of the ramp while he's in the wheelchair that yeah amazing to me okay and you start a storyline with them too that, yeah I can, I can see that well, also it's also a throwback because of uh kane and uh zach right oh i just oh there's layers I got, okay i just got one i love your idea <laughs> but i just got the one idea that i would be okay with uh zach Ryder going after cody so let cody win this um let Cody win this uh, uh, TNT title, right? So then, now Cody has something that MJF wants. So if MJF, go, you know, Cody basically be like, I want my rematch. This is how I get it. You get a shot at the title, right? Mm -hmm. And so then have Matt Cordona, whatever, come out, screw Cody, MJF wins, right? So everyone's like, oh, God, it's like Sean Spears. Then do a storyline of, like, Matt Cordona, like, wasn't good with his money from the other company so he's broke so mjf is paying him to do all this stuff to cody but he doesn't want to but he doesn't have like the money to support himself so it's like mjf is screwing with cody by making one of cody's best friends fight him even though he because he doesn't have the money to like financially uh support himself right hmm so are we so are we now writers for everything, not just WrestleMania or wrestling? I should say, Look, like dude, WWE. Me and Ron have been fantasy booking, like since you know we jumped on this podcast. That's what we do. I we fantasy book everything, and we make them better. That's right. Well, we make well, them better. That's what I am. I'm not try to fix WWE. We'll fix everything. We'll fix professional right. wrestling as y'all know it. That's right. Give, give me one storyline. I'll make it better right now. Okay. 
Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a storyline. Are, are you ready? Oh, wow. I'm we're ready. we're ready? actually doing this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you a storyline. Okay. Go. So right now, and we're, we're gonna, should we do WWE? Should we do AEW? Or should we do New Japan? Both. All. All. Okay. Yeah, give me one. For, you pick. Give me one. Let's do this. Okay. So, Try to make you know it entertaining, I'm, people. I'm just going to combine. I'm going to combine. So, oh, you ha- <laughs> so you have... <laughs> You have Wardlow with AEW. Okay. And then in WWE, you have Apollo Crews. Show okay. me what you got. Okay. Wardlow and Apollo Crews? Yes. Does it does it have to just involve them? No. Okay. Um Monday Night Raw is happening currently. Uh Apollo Crews has a huge match. Uh, for against uh, Andrade, uh, he's getting a shot at the U.S. title. He's you know Andrade's men's come down. He's beating them all up, whatever. He's beating them, and then suddenly in the crowdless arena is just this tall dude in a suit, and he just starts staring down Apollo Cruz. It's Warload, and suddenly the announcers are like, "Hey, is that um uh there's there, there's some strange man security? Get that man out of here!" And like just starts yelling stuff. He just decimates security, just staring down Apollo Cruz. And then the next week on uh, AEW, Warlord and MJF come in, and MJF is basically like, I have the money to do whatever I want to do. I even sent my guy to the competition. Now, if if their little jobber has, has the balls, how about next week you come to our show? And so then you it basically that starts an AEW versus Raw uh, back and forth. But it starts with Warlord and uh apollo Crews, and then just to uh add uh add on to it this is about like four or five weeks before uh survivor series wwe versus aew oh yes there you go boom yeah Done. i was just getting to that match but yeah of course that's just that's just the beginning of it but yeah the beginning of it on aew side is it wasn't even the aew revolution mgf is just trying to show how he can throw his money around ace you can't stop us you, you can't stop us you i can't don't stop us. I don't want to stop what's obviously a car wreck in progress, so don't worry. Speaking of something you cannot stop, I know the Aces answer. Ron, did you watch Being the Elite 200? I cried. I you cried? I'm, I'm not even going to deny it. I shed some manly tears that day. Okay, so we, we we're going to have to explain and describe to Ace. So... Ace, so you know um, the are being the elite, uh, yeah. episode 99 was a three parter. Each part was 20 minutes. It was mm-hmm. basically three episodes that they said was one. Um, and so the whole buildup has been that, uh, Nick Jackson since on, uh, AEW got, uh, jumped by, uh, Le Champion mm-hmm. and the inner circle, uh, on being the elite, he's been training. They've been, you know, there's other wacky nonsense that on show, but he's been training. And so, um, in the episode leading up to episode 99 or 199, he was basically talking about how he's, uh, uh, been training, but like, he needs to make sure he's ready for an in-ring comeback. And so they, uh, basically at one of their houses, they have a ring set up and Mm -hmm. all the AEW wrestlers from Southern California, that's not making the trips to all the AEW episodes. They're like going to basically have like just matches there between them and they just like built it up through being the elite and stuff so they actually like had some matches 
Well, one of them was a battle royal where the winner gets to main event being the Elite 200. And it came down to Matt and Nick Jackson and Nick eliminates Matt and then tells Matt the Matt he the match he wants to make sure he's ready is versus Matt uh, in a pinfalls count anywhere match. And okay. so being the Elite Episode 200 is Young Buck versus Young Buck. And um, yeah, so the place that they had the ring, it starts off with like uh, Matt coming in and then Nick just like jumps off something and attacks him. But the ring isn't even there. They're just like fighting on a, uh, vo- uh, not a volleyball, sorry, a tennis court. And then they get on a golf cart and like drive it while fighting each other. Um, and the golf cart leads to like Nick's house. And then they just fight in Nick's backyard. And they're doing like Northern White suplexes in the grass in his backyard. Um, they do a Canadian destroyer into the pool. And then, and then Nick just starts floating in the pool. And Matt yells at the ref to jump in there to count. So the ref jumps in there acting like him floating in the pool counts as a pin. Um, then they do some like crazy uh, Wyatt family stuff because uh, Nick has this gimmick on being the elite where uh, he was the merch freak and he does magic. Mm-hmm. So he like, you know, starts to like roll his eyes and do merch freak. And then it like just, you know, the ca- the camera like acts like it went somewhere and uh, Matt's like, where am I? And it zooms out and he's wearing Marty Janetti's gear. And then Nick is dressed as Shawn Michaels from the barbershop window incident. And he super kicks him and throws him through a window. This sounds um, insane. Oh, no, it, 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 it was. was. It was. It wasn't on the level of Firefly Fun, but it was a good mix because it was like a really good uh, match within crazy stuff. Because then when they wake up, they're on this like platform on the hill above his house. And they fight there, and then uh, Matt, in a throwback to uh, their Gorilla Pro days, brings out the uh, Jordan shoe with uh, thumbtacks glued to it and puts it on and super kicks Nick, uh, Nick to bust him open. And then right before he super kicks him again, they uh, do an homage to Michael's flair where he's like, I'm sorry, I love you, and hits him with it. Uh, God, Nick jumps, then like jumps off and elbow drops him through something i don't even know what it was supposed to be i guess a table uh there's another part where like the deck awning to his pool uh nick got on and did a swanton bomb off that uh to matt through a table uh yeah it was it was insanity um and uh i love the go-kart the, the yeah oh yeah cart. yeah when yeah. they were fighting on the golf cart oh my god because they like changed because at first you're like what are they gonna do like, like, he's like Rep, get on, and then he goes in reverse. And the I forgot goes, like, about. I for, I, yeah, is I for, there a pin happening in there? And you're like, no, no, okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they jump on a golf cart, right? And so he's like hitting Matt and about to drive it. And he looks and he goes, ref, jump on, and the ref jumps on, and like it wasn't starting. And he's like, oh, and he didn't turn the key all the way. Then when he turned the key, it was apparently in reverse, and he just backs into something and almost hits the ref into whatever was behind them. Oh, it, Lord. It, it was insane. But uh, they followed it up with this uh, this crazy, amazing uh, package of the last 199 episodes of Being the Elite. Yeah. And you got to see some very familiar faces. And the part that got me, like, all, like, te- like 
it's making me a little bit emotional right now um, because I think it was around uh, episode 130 around there. Um, they were just finishing off um, or they were about to finish Wrestle Kingdom and there was yeah. a countdown clock that was ticking on everyone's phone and this oh, was yeah, for basically yeah, like, um, what was it? It was Matt, Nick, and Cody. They're like, yo, it's a double or nothing, like double or nothing showing up on there. And they're all so happy. And then uh, Hangman, he's like, well, mine says something different. And he shows it, and it's all elite wrestling. And I was like, dude, they came such a long way. And it, like, it's, it's very emotional. I love it. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool that video package. That video package was uh, uh, very awesome to see, especially for anyone who's been watching being the elite through the years. Um, like you said, you, you like, and just for also anyone that hadn't watched it, you see like not just like I mean, of course you're expecting to see Hangman, Kenny Omega, and uh, Marty Scroll, but like you also see like Adam Cole and all these other people that uh are now like in wwe or somewhere else that like has has been on being the elite throughout the years and i have, that to, I didn't I have see to... okada go uh 205 <laughs> but you know yeah uh i'm just I here soaking this, this all in <laughs> i will say this though my favorite current bit that they have going is the fact that kenny hates colt cabana and Cabana keeps like either just appearing in the background or doing stuff to piss uh, Kenny off. It's my favorite bit they got going. It's so great. I really hope that this leads to a match, but not like a five star like bar, you know, match. No, no, no. I want like a Colt Cabana joke match with Kenny Omega. I can see that. It would be fantastic. But yeah, so being the elite, if anyone hasn't watched it, episode two hundred. Matt versus Nick, a match that people have been asking for for years. They found a way to do it without <laughs> breaking them up or having to do a storyline where they broke up. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of really cool reversals. Um, seeing them like, there's a lot of like really cool reversal stuff they do, and it's just like it's just on grass. So like you know they're doing like. Like how uh, Matt's been doing those Northern Light suplexes. He did like five in a row <laughs> on their lawn. About it. <laughs> yeah. Like that was another thing that that was another thing that was funny. It's like if you listen to them, like, you know, they're doing normal wrestling stuff, but how they sometimes yell out stuff, it's just funny because like how sometimes they're like, You're dead. And so like that, like one of them will be like, You're dead, they'll miss the kick in, he's still alive, and then like kicks the guy and stuff. And yeah, they they did a lot of funny like little stuff with just like talking back and forth in that as well. Yeah, what set the tone was right at the beginning of the match. Um, Nick comes out and he does a dive and he's like, that's a house show dive. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Y'all are uh, ridiculous. It was ridiculous and it was great. And I highly recommend you watch it, my friend. I'll have to take a look into it. It's YouTube. It <laughs> I got news for you. Saying Ace, it's YouTube doesn't help it at all. So Ace, there's this website YouTube. called YouTube. You go to it, and then they have a search bar, and all you have to type is, is BTE. And if you search that, you'll probably see a picture 
that has two, 200 big letters and a picture of Matt and Nick Jackson. You know Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, you've seen them. And you just click on that, and it'll take you to this page, and a video will just start playing. There may be a commercial before it, so you may have to wait, though. Well, well, Ace, I, I think I know something that will uh, bring you to it because I know that there's a very big lack of uh, WWE superstars on being the elite. Um, there, oh, there you sound of, like somebody else I know. <laughs> there are a couple episodes that have that, that feature um, uh, the eight-time uh, tag team champions, the New Day uh, they are on being the elite. They were also on up, up, down, down too. So you know, uh, yo. Okay, uh, here's what, here's how I point out that that makes like making being the elite really hard as crap to say. Um, let's see. Go to YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have time to watch it right now, but I mean, I, I'll attempt to watch it so we can we'll subscribe and now let's go to my oh god my subscription list oh god. Well, that's why you get an alternative account and put nothing but like wrestling on it Word. negative what well, like, like put your what culture wrestling put your cultaholic put your uh uh wrestlemania put your uh up up down down put your being all of elite. um what, what's it what's another wrestling thing oh um whatever whatever uh zach and uh kurt were doing uh with their what what's it called? What the action figure show that they do? I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know uh, about his uh, obsessiveness of buying uh, action figures. They have their own YouTube and slash podcast. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's. I was watching uh, Ride Along the other day, and uh, they they literally stopped at a a store to get like. One that he had his eye on for the longest time. Yeah, and it, it was no, like I've one. Seen, of the... I've seen like uh, video packages and stuff of them, like in different in like Japan and stuff. And Japan has like apparently stores that's nothing but like retro action figures. And he'll just like go in there and just look around at stuff he doesn't have. He does have original uh, concept art of the original Mattel figures for certain people, and I'm very jealous of that. Oh, I've I heard about some of the stuff that he has and how much he paid for it and mm. see i don't ask prices i just look and be like oh man i wish i had that no 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 you don't need to tell me how much it costs i just wish i had it i can look at that and think about what it is and i can put a number in my head and if it's more than that number i don't need to cry today it's okay Fifty thousand. But but it's okay. Like like <laughs> Zach Brown could do whatever he wants because Xavier Woods he has an entire section of his house dedicated to the Golden Girl. That is true. There's that is true. Uh, I have uh, one of my wife's friends love the Golden Girls, and so I had to show her the video of Xavier Woods at Comic Con going through the Golden Girls section and be like, I need this, I need this. And then he goes, uh, I think he talks to somebody and he goes, I understand you're like, Xavier, there's a difference between need and want. I know the difference, and I need this. <laughs> right, right. Well, before we go off just on the full tilt of insanity, I think uh, that's going to be a good spot to stop, not only because it gives us something to talk about in the future, but also because we've been going on for an hour. Uh, thanks again to Jake and you know, last-minute Ron uh, for showing up. Your, both of your presence were very much appreciated. 
thank you to my beautiful chat for sitting around and listening to this insanity. Uh, uh, we'll talk with you in just a moment because there is a mini little postcast uh, that we're going to do. Um, but we're going to wrap up the live recording here. So uh, I am Ace. This is uh, Ron and Jake. As with me as always, uh, final thought. Go. 20 seconds. Okay, final thoughts. Uh, so what we're going to do is, since we're having the postcast, if you are not aware, we are doing this podcast live on twitch.tv slash Ace of Spades card. We're also doing this on Facebook on the Quick Pop channel. If you want to get a hold of the postcast, uh, if you're listening to this like on your regular like Castbox, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Shout Engine, whatever you're listening to, join us for the postcast. We're gonna give you some neat little knickknacks uh, to take with you through your everyday life. Follow Ace of Spades card. Follow Quick Pop. Do what you need to do. Get the points. Get the girls. Get the guys. Get them all. Okay, I'm I was sitting here like nodding my head in agreement, like yeah, yeah. And then you got there to the end. I was like, ah, wait, oh, what, what? I can't help it. I'm a little bit of a promiscuous guy. I know we. I know. Uh, wait, on that, wait, wait. Ron is promiscuous. On that. On that note, he's not going to say it, so I'll say it for him. If you're looking for a different style of insanity, uh, definitely go check out Ron's newest thing. He is trying to start a little, little something, something, little podcasty thing, uh, down and dirty. And I believe there were two very special guests on his very first episode. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, Jake, was there anything you wanted to say? No, uh, I actually was going to say the same thing you just did. Everybody yeah. check out the podcast. Uh, me and Ace, as he just alluded to, was on it. It was a ton of fun. Uh, if you want to hear more about our crazy <laughs> lives in a, apparently high school, middle school, and college, right. uh, we talk about that. So you, you'd get to know more about us uh, outside of this wacky world of wrestling. Uh, like Ron said, man, check out all of our, our Twitter, our Facebook, uh ron's twitter my twitter ace's twitter um like you guys we're not hard to find we like to be interactive we like talking this wild world of wrestling we like talking a bunch of other things too so come say hey to us uh tag us into anything you want you want to hear us talk about on here uh if you're in the live chat uh chat us up say things during uh this podcast ask us questions uh it doesn't even have to be on the topic we're, we're, we're talking about. If you have any other wrestling-related questions uh, during the podcast, hit us up. If we're talking about AEW and you're like, oh, but what about this WWE thing? Yeah, hit us up. We'll try to answer it during the podcast. We want this to be your podcast. We don't just want it to be uh, the three of us talking back and forth. Even though it's a lot of fun, we mm -hmm. want to interact with you. We want you to have an experience when you listen to this podcast and not just you're listening to three guys ramble on about wrestling, even though – most of the time, you'll listen that's what to we're doing. guys ramble yeah. on about wrestling. Yeah, even though that's mainly what we do. Um, I mean, that's exactly what we do. That's 100% what we do. There could, there could be more, and we yeah. want them to be the more. Right. No, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, uh, so... WWE's dirty for all the layoffs. Yeah. Uh, but... Watch Being the Elite. Watch all the other wrestling uh, shows on YouTube Ron just talked about. Just watch wrestling. Just Total watch a lot Bellas. of it. Total Bellas. Don't uh, watch that one. <laughs> Ron's going to suggest it, and he's going to be, dude, if you talk to Ron, he will make you think this is the Citizen Kane of reality television. Ms. It's Mrs. not. It's not. Ms. and Mrs. Now that, okay, that's different. <laughs> uh, and here comes Ace sliding in to defend the Miz.
Yeah, I, that's different. I I can appreciate non on TV uh Miz. I appreciate my baby boy. And okay, hey, since we've started doing teasers, we didn't uh get into it. Th- uh Oh, week, don't worry. I've got that. Come back because you will hear some insanity about the new money in the bank, aka Bruh. Die Hard in the Bank. Everyone, Bruh. I have your I'm... fantasy dream for how crazy this could be. Bro, I'll just say this. Tune in next week because I definitely want to talk about that as a major talking point. Uh, unless something else big happens in between there. But I will say this for sure. For sure. Apparently, with all the money that they saved from dropping people, which was horrible, uh, WWE went and got some some good stuff. Because then they were like, yo, what if we did? And I'll just leave it at that. Tune in next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We had we had we had a layoff. It was something that that is the big the biggest story. We had to lay oh, off that topic. But oh, we uh, yes, next week we'll get in to our full thoughts, predictions, and fantasy bookings for Die Hard in the Bank. All right, take it easy, buddy. Uh, as usual, uh, brush your teeth, wash your face, wash your hands, wash your hair. Uh, clean out your ears. That's a new one. Do that. It's been a while. I know you're thinking about it now. You're like, oh yeah, I haven't cleaned out my ears in a while. Do it. You're sitting around. You got time. Do it. Just you know what? Take a shower. Like Take your a whole shower. body is dirty at one point or another. Just just clean yourself. Clean but for yourself. sure, do the little things. Trim your nails. Clean out your ears. Uh, give yourself that that facial mask. Guys too. It's okay. Nobody's looking. We're all quarantined. Take it easy. Have a good day. Bye bye. We out.